0: pub, the Celtic pub, Kitty O'Shea's. We've got our own booth with the Napoli game on. We've watched Zelensky miss two penalties. There was no celebration for this penalty. Politano steps up. Michele is um, is cynical. He's not, he's not still. Come on, Politano. Come on, mate. To a very special episode of In the Shadow of Vesuvio. It's late night Scotland. My name is Henry Bell, or is that Enrico Campana? This is number 19. Someone has sat next to me, literally next to me, listeners. It's Michele Borelli. Ciao, Michele, how are you? Hello, Rico. I'm fine, how are you? What did you do today? I went to see Rangers versus Napoli. Really? Where? At I the stadium. S- In the state well, that would have been nice, wouldn't it? Yeah. I mean, it's amazing that you booked those flights and that hotel just to come and watch the match in a pub in Glasgow.
1: Unbelievable, right? I could have done it in Naples, I guess.
0: We could have been watching it in that pub that you were talking about on the last episode. No, so yeah, we've just watched Napoli beat Rangers 3. It's all very surreal, isn't it, really? It is, it is. I didn't expect this to happen. Yes. And so, listeners, the audio quality might be slightly different. That's because we're in the same room for the first time ever doing the show. Um, And my voice is a bit hoarse because I might have slightly overdone some of the celebrations, right, Michele?
1: Yeah, that happened, yeah. This guy got in trouble with a security guard just because he celebrated (laughs) too hard and he just yelled profanities in the pub.
0: I made the mistake of, I think... I did quite well. I don't know what you thought about my Italian, but I was mostly cheering Napoli in Italian. I was mostly swearing in Italian. But I made the mistake, didn't I, of swearing in English?
1: Yeah. Briefly. Yeah. Some people didn't like that.
0: I'm in a Celtic pub. At a Celtic of all places that um I mean it was it was not what we wanted to do, was it, Michele? But like did you feel as a Plan
1: B to a terrible situation. It it could have been worse, right? Yeah, no. At least, you know, at least it was, it was quite a unique situation for me. At least that's kind of how I imagined it to go. When we started talking about going to a Celtic pub, it was quite fun to see, to hear celebrations, to hear, you know, reactions to Napoli's uh, build-up to (laughs) Napoli's missed chances from the rest of the pub, and we were the only. I think we were the only Napoli fans in that pub, right? yeah we
0: were definitely the only Napoli fans in the pub, but we weren't the only people cheering Napoli That's if, true. if that yeah. makes sense
1: yeah yeah yeah. that was fun yeah that was kind of fun and we
0: and we made a friend we made a friend with Dan the celtic fan <laughs>
1: yeah yeah, Too where he missed the goals, but yeah it was yeah it was slightly drunk. he was a top lad, I think because I mean
0: Celtic were playing uh before Rangers, and I think he might have um might have got quite a lot of his drinking in for the celtic match. But
1: he was very informed about the history of Celtic, wasn't he? Yeah, no, it was very interesting to hear what he had to say about, you know, he gave us all the reasons, all very different reasons why we should hate Rangers (laughs) and why we should support Celtic, but mostly why we should hate Rangers. And uh, I mean, after this, this week in Scotland, after what happened yesterday and today, I don't need... I mean, I don't really need reasons to dislike Rangers. I don't want to, you know. I have a lot of. I spoke to a lot of Rangers fans, and they seem fine, to be honest. I don't, I don't have any particular reason to, to dislike them. But you know, like I'm, you know, based on what happened, mm. and based on the fact that we're talking about a game which we saw in a pub and not at the stadium, I'm, well, let's say I'm not the biggest fan of Rangers.
0: And me too. And you know. Some of my best friends are Rangers fans. Well, that's not quite true, but um, I owe my podcasting existence to a Rangers fan. So, um, but yeah, I mean, it's difficult, isn't it, to get super excited about about Rangers as a club with the way that they handle everything. Did you see the open letter to, to Napoli fans from Rangers fans? And I mean, fair play—they were attempting to offer an olive branch. But we talked about this in the pub. Our reactions weren't great to that, were they?
1: No, it was laughable, to say the <laughs> least. To be honest, because basically, what they—I don't know if you know about this—I I didn't read the whole thing because I just needed to read like a couple of of lines of it just to to find it funny, let's say. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so what it, what happened was obviously they closed the away section. For the Rangers Napoli game, and we had tickets for that, and I was very much looking forward to going to to the stadium because I've, I've, the last away game I've I've been you know, in Champions League for Napoli was I think Real Madrid Napoli, so it was a long time ago. Wow! Yeah. Yeah. The famous
0: uh, um, ADL comments. After
1: yeah. That game. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So there was, you know, I. I Watching Napoli away in Champions League is very special. You know, there's nothing like it. I really love it. So I was very much looking forward to it. Then, obviously, the Queen died and they closed the away section and uh, they postponed the game because of policing issues.
0: Well, that was the official reason. Uh, You know, we don't want to get into sort of too much of conspiracy or whatever, but the, the, you know... And when you arrived, you arrived in Edinburgh, right? Uh, on the Tuesday. And I can understand postponing the game by a day, actually. That, that, that does make sense to me. Because there was a huge police presence for the, the movement of Queen Elizabeth's um, remains. And fair enough.
1: But the next day, I, don't, I genuinely don't understand. I think the idea was, let's tell nobody fans to just you know let's let's make it so napoli fans don't travel at all because they wanted to they didn't want to commit police uh, personnel to napoli fans on tuesday because most of us were obviously even if they postponed the game we were still coming on tuesday so they didn't want Run they on. didn't want napoli fans to come on tuesday and because they didn't have the resources to police them what what i found funny is that it was just 700 Traveling Napoli fans really just seven yeah. hundred, just yeah, seven hundred. I mean, meant. just seven hundred away tickets were sold. So, I mean, it's kind of funny how how many you know how many riot policemen do you need to guarantee the security of seven seven hundred? And then at Napoli the end of fans. the game, I
0: don't know if you've seen the video of the Rangers fans getting on the pitch to try to assault Napoli players warming down. Beautiful. So I think. Um, Anyway, so what we're gonna do? We're gonna. It's quite late here, so we're just. But we really wanted to just do a show. I think. Let's just talk about. I mean, it's been great having you over to stay, and you've come with the your your girlfriend who you've talked about on on the show. Who is? Can I say, Mackenzie? Like, what is going on? Like, how does a man like you end up with a woman like her? Not Not sure. She's a woman sure. of, of great intellect and culture.
1: Yeah, and what am I?
0: You're uh, a... <laughs> I mean, we would have to bleep it all out. <laughs> no, It's great to see you two together, and we've, we've had some really good times. And it's such a shame that we couldn't go to the stadium. But you know, we went for a pizza at Paisana. You gave... I mean, Paisana, if you don't know, is a, is a wonderful Neapolitan pizzeria in, in Glasgow. There are two of them. There's one in the West End, which is the one we went to. There's one in the middle of Glasgow. Uh, you gave it seven and a half out of ten.
1: That's true. Yeah, it was really good. Yeah, it was really good. They, I mean, they had Neapolitan ingredients. They had Neapolitan way of actually baking the pizza. You know, the wooden oven. Nice. And yeah, so yeah, no, everything. And I think Neapolitan stuff as well. Yeah. So yeah, no, everything. Yeah, just I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, there was a just the only thing we had dinner at six, which <laughs> so early, never yeah. happened before in my life. I never had dinner before 8 listeners Michele said to me
0: yesterday he was like I don't think I'll be able to eat then I don't think I've ever eaten then but um, and also listeners you need to understand how miserable Michele was That uh, it was around 6 o'clock and I mean I was sort of had the nervous energy and I'm hosting and the whole thing's very unusual for, for, for me but uh, Michele you were so you were like I texted my girlfriend and I said that you were like a
1: boy at Christmas who's just found out that he hasn't got any presence? Again, I've been to many away Champions League games. For now, I've been to Munich, Marseille, I've been to Manchester, Liverpool. I've been to London for Arsenal, Napoli, Real Madrid. I've been to Aposto for... So I've been around and uh, I really love it. I really love it. And let's not forget that they told us that the away section was closed only 48 hours before the game that's unbelievable, so... and I know that
0: obviously you don't you can't the queen dies, you never know when that's gonna happen, but she died was it on the Thursday, and they announced all this stuff on the Sunday I mean yeah. they could have unacceptable to be honest so what what is it actually whilst we're here, what is it about
1: away games that you like no it's I love it because it's you know like you you start preparing for the game way in advance because you book the flights you book you know, accommodation hotels and even then you start feeling the game a little, you start the anticipation of the game then obviously you have to take the flight and uh, you, you arrive in a new city, you discover the new city and then when you arrive, even the flight from Napoli to the, to the destination city is something else because usually that plane is full of Napoli fans and that plane becomes very loud and a lot of chants and a lot of a lot of stuff goes on there and then you arrive and you walk the streets of this new city you discover a new place and there are a lot of Napoli fans around you can just tell you can see yeah. and we are usually very loud when we walk around town and uh, yeah you wait for the game all the anticipation and you finally go to the stadium you know sometimes it's not the Let's say the easiest atmosphere, you know. I sure. went to Marseille, Napoli, and wow. I remember arriving at the stadium, and there were like three ambulances outside the stadium, glass, broken glass Jesus. everywhere. There were like Napoli fans laying on the ground with like bru- like blooded heads and stuff. So, and there were some clashes in the um between the first and the second half. So it was tense, you know. But all this contributes to the to the experience, to the anticipation. Then there is nothing better than. You know, actually winning. You are like a very small portion on the whole stadium, and yeah. you actually—I mean, I've—I've only—I've only seen it once, to be honest. But <laughs> you know, when when you win, or even when you score, you know, like and usually, away sections are very loud yeah. because people will travel to attend Napoli games abroad, especially, they are a special breed of Napoli fan. You know, you don't go just to. Passively watch the game. You go there and you, you support. You are very active. You are very loud. And you've so. made a
0: huge commitment as well as a fan. You've spent hundreds yeah, of yeah, euros. Exactly. You've organized your life so that you're maybe not going to work one day or all that kind of. Yeah, I mean that was the real difficult thing for me, just the lack of respect that was shown to the fans. Anyway, what we decided to do, well is that we wanted to find... Because I had to find this weird van diagram of finding somewhere we could watch the game in Glasgow where we could be Napoli fans. Because we talked, didn't we, about being a bit sneaky and actually getting a ticket and turning up as... and sitting in the Rangers fans section. But you didn't want to do that, and I kind of understand why. What, 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 why didn't you want to sit there and pretend to be Scottish? Michele McBorelli.
1: <laughs> Because I've Michael the... Michael Michael McBurrell Michael McBurrell. So the story goes that I I went to edit that in Liverpool about ten or eleven years ago. It was a Europa League game. I think it was 2010, and we didn't get. It was me and my family. We didn't go. We didn't get away tickets, so we got tickets right next to the cop. Not in the cup, but right next to it. And oh, yeah. obviously, I mean, even with Liverpool fans, we, are, we don't have, like, let's say, the best relationship with them. So it was quite dangerous. And the security guy outside the stadium, I mean, we're very easily recognizable <laughs> as Italian fans, obviously. And my family is big, so the guy didn't want to let us in. But then we, we I mean, it's going to sound wrong, but we made a, my, my sister cry and that worked so I mean she was a perfect actress to be honest she was like
0: how is she now is she traumatized by this experience absolutely
1: no but she was like we went to her and it's like if you don't start crying now (laughs) we are not gonna get inside the stadium just pretend you're very very sad about it and she started crying and my father and me was like oh look at look at this poor girl you know she she came all the way to watch the game and then uh, you know you don't let us in you're gonna make her cry and then it was like okay get in so we got in and my father and I, my my mom was terrified, and my because so we your heard, whole
0: family, your mom, your dad, yeah, yeah my your sister, brothers, your brothers, everyone, everyone. So Beautiful. and we
1: heard all the rumors outside the stadium of Napoli fans getting attacked in taxis mm. by Liverpool fans and stuff and stuff. So we were quite worried about it, no? know, because we were sitting among mm. Liverpool fans. Yeah, my mom was terrified, and I was speaking with my father, and we were like, okay, let's let's pretend to be at least neutral, okay, because. I mean, we're obviously Italians, but let's at least pretend to be neutral. We're going to speak Italian, so they're going to know that we're Italian, but let's at least not bother them. But then the problem was that um, we succeeded in that for like 15, 20 minutes, and then Lavizzi (laughs) decided to score, and Napoli went 1-0. Yeah, Napoli went 1-0, and uh, yeah, I mean... We well, we didn't it didn't go according to plan. Me and my father we just stood up. So was so it we started okay. Screaming and we hugged and
0: so it was you and your dad. Did anybody else um, break the um? My, no, the my mom, embargo. My mom, no,
1: my mom was was very scared. We were like, oh, what are you doing? Oh what are you God. doing? So yeah, and that's uh, <laughs> why so I know that I'm not able to restrain myself when when this stuff happens. And to be honest, you know, I I see aboli every week. So I don't really... I mean, I was looking forward to attending, you know, the game and seeing a new stadium. It's part of the experience, but I really don't want to pretend to be a neutral. I really don't don't like, the, you know, to be worried about it. I mean, might as well just go to a pub and enjoy the game there. I didn't want... And again, I would have failed miserably. You
0: would have totally failed. I would have
1: failed miserably because I don't... Absolutely. That's not the way I like to watch games, you know. I, and, and I, get, and, I get involved.
0: And as we experienced in the pub, I think I would have failed as well. I mean, I thought I thought I had more restraint than I, I actually did. Also, I I didn't like the idea of supporting the decision that Rangers made, actually. I didn't feel comfortable giving them my money, actually, because I think they did get the decision wrong. And, yeah, I didn't want to support that. I didn't feel 100% comfortable also about some of the decisions they made as a club to, to sing the national anthem, for example, which is against the principles of the Champions League. I don't think that's a small thing. I think that's a really big thing. I like the idea that it's a European club competition and it is taken away from ideas of nationalism and things like that. I think that's really important. It's at the centre of the ethos of the competition. And I think their decision to do that, I think, is highly offensive. And they, they didn't need to do that. They could have... Paid their respects in a in a very 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 different way. So I think there was a lot of things that I think Rangers got completely wrong, and I think that they they've come out of it also by their fans' behaviour after the match. Uh, I think looking looking pretty 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 crappy as a club uh, actually, and like I'm not saying that as you said, McKelly, all Rangers fans are like that, but I think that a lot of fans were very upset with how the club handled it from both Rangers and Napoli. Um... Anyway, so we went for a pizza. We had a good pizza and then we went over the road to Kitty O'Shea's in the West End. And I spoke to the, the, the manager of the bar, a guy called David, the night before. And I explained that we were Napoli fans coming. And I explained this curious Venn diagram that we wanted to feel comfortable to celebrate. We We wanted to be able to be ourselves as Napoli fans. But then, as a Celtic bar... I can understand why they might not be in a tremendous hurry to put the Rangers game on. But David very kindly said, look, you can book a table, there'll be a booth, and we'll put the game on there. So we arrived, and you were still a very, very sad, miserable man. Um, but there was this gradual effect, wasn't there? Our game, The game was on our TV, and gradually across the whole pub, more people switched on. And sort of got involved with, uh, with Napoli. How did that, we'll talk about it in more detail in a second, but how did that make you feel as a Napoli fan to see this kind of gradual sea of solidarity beginning to happen in, in Kitty no, It was
1: fun, it was fun. I was looking forward to it, yeah. It was. Yeah. It was, I, I think we're, they were mostly supporting, I mean, they were mostly against Rangers more than they were pro-Napoli, but that's fine. That's okay. And yeah. again, when Napoli scored, they celebrated with us. And, yeah, particularly that was, that was the third fun. goal because I said to you and I think I was right
0: that once once Napoli scored or if Napoli scored more interest would build up and that third goal from Ndombele honestly and when I was tweeting about it the, the roof was raised with everybody celebrating so that was, that was nice and you know, as we said before we, we met some fans um, and it wasn't the same as being in the stadium and, and my, my sister-in-law came and there was a good, good bunch of people but there was something I think a little bit special about this relationship between Napoli and Celtic, which I didn't know as much about since sort of tweeting about it and stuff. Um, people have told me that there is this kind of twin. You were aware of that a bit as well, McKaylee?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, it happened before. I don't know, like, it's kind of hard to to judge this relationship between fans because sometimes it's not... Fan base, like entire fan bases, being friends is mostly between Ultras, and mm-hmm. not even all of them. It's like one group of Napoli Ultras being friends with one group of Celtic Ultras or stuff like that. And you see pictures online of these two groups exchanging flags and banners, and and people make theories that oh, okay, so all Celtic fans are friends with all Napoli fans. That's usually not the case, but then again, it helps. Uh, if ultras are friends with other ultras, that that definitely means that at least we are not enemies, and that's new. Yeah, because we are usually enemy with everyone. Uh, so yeah, that's that's nice. I personally have a soft spot for Celtic. They, I think when when they played Juventus, they were quite. Against them, let's say they were quite that always helps. violently against Juventus, at least with words. And uh, I think I seem to remember some very nice banners Lovely. against Juventus at Celtic Park, and that—that's you know that's all we need to be friends with a fan base, to be honest. So that's real politik
0: in action. My enemy's enemy is my friend. Yeah, there
1: you go. Yeah, but we've seen. I think um, again, I don't know. I don't want to generalize. I don't want to say Celtic and Napoli are friends. But we are friendly, let's say, you know, we are definitely on friendly terms. Mm -hmm. And uh, I personally love Celtic. I personally love Celtic and I really like them. I I can't wait to actually play against Celtic in Champions League, hopefully, because I want to come back to Glasgow and finally attend a game in Glasgow. Maybe in the
0: knockout stages it could happen, you never know. Let's not get ahead of ourselves. But yeah, I mean, I can only talk about my own experience, and I was, you know, an, I'm an English guy with a very clear English accent in a Celtic pub in Glasgow, and and some people were saying to me that, you know, I've got to be careful and all this kind of stuff, which obviously I was, but I was walking around with, with a Napoli shirt on, and the Napoli colours aren't that dissimilar to the Rangers colours. And I could see some sort of double takes when I was walking around. And then people realising like I was an Apple fan and they're coming up to me and talking to me. And then when I started speaking to them, my English accent, they were even more confused. But I had some amazing conversations with Celtic fans at the bar. Um, and it really did, it really did sort of make the whole thing more enjoyable than it could have been. And, um, you know, I got in trouble for I, I got really into it actually. There was something about because everyone around me was Italian, and so I was swearing in Italian and trying to get into the game properly in Italian. Let's talk about the game a bit. I don't know how much you can remember it. We're very close to it, so it might be a bit of a blur. But we we weren't a hundred percent enjoying the first half where we were. So I, you know, particularly in the sort of attacking end of the pitch, that Simeone didn't he didn't have a great game,
1: did he? No, Simone didn't have a great game. I think we kind of suffered the first, probably the first 20 minutes against Rangers. You know, it's always difficult to play away games, especially in Champions League, against these teams in these kind of stadiums. I've read the interviews of Napoli players and Spalletti after the game, and they all mentioned the atmosphere. Then again, we didn't watch the game with audio, so we didn't know. <laughs> That's true. We didn't hear anything about it. But I mean, this kind of stadiums in Napoli always suffers because, because our our team is not used to them. Because in Italy usually, the stands are quite far from the pitch. Yeah, yeah. Even our obviously our home stadium is still like that. So when you play in this kind of stadiums, it's not easy. And uh, I don't think it's a it's a coincidence that obviously all all players and Spalletti mention the atmosphere how difficult it was to play in this kind of stadium um so yeah they, they, i think at the beginning rangers were very motivated because again i had like the whole stadium was rangers fans we didn't have any away support as we know we know very so, well so, yeah i mean the atmosphere <laughs> because of the death of the queen was always was also quite charged heavy and, it yeah, was a yeah, charged, charged atmosphere yeah, yeah absolutely so, yeah 20 minutes i think rangers was just pushing on the throttle trying to make something happen and we, I think we controlled it mostly well, Yeah. we were a couple of, in a couple of uh, instances but mostly, mostly was under control and then gradually, gradually we took control of the game. Um,
0: yeah, particularly in the second half, there's a couple of shaky moments at, the, at full back, I'm still not 100% convinced that our, we're great at full back if we're going to be really competing for major titles. I still think we need a bit more quality perhaps oliviera needs needs to settle in a bit more but yeah i mean it was interesting when when zelensky hit the bar in the third or fourth minute i was saying to you in the pub um You know, at that moment, we had four players going into the box. And that was the only time I think that happened in the first half. And gradually, Simeone became more isolated, starts to come back. And it really makes you realise what a unique presence Ossiemane is, how much fear and chaos he can inspire in in opposition defence. And Simeone isn't that player. I think he played a bit like a Verona player rather than a Napoli player but I think also he'll learn from that experience um, but then the second half was completely different so we had this hilarious passage of play which is where being in a pub was quite appropriate with these bloody penalties yeah
1: there was when are we going to solve the penalty taker problem it's amazing I honestly think the last great penalty taker we have had is, was Domizzi I don't know if you remember Domizzi. Wow, we're going back now. No, Not but remember. honestly, honestly, I do think so. Domizzi, Domizzi would then left for Udinese. But I think he was, he was a defender, obviously, but it was, it was a great penalty take, Yeah, but he I was think.
0: bred for penalties in that way that other yeah. people like, I don't know, in England, like Stuart Pearce or, you know, those sorts of people. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. After that, you know, we had Cavani, Cavani it was good, but it wasn't really a proper penalty taker, I think. No, no, no. no Hamsik yeah. was a very bad penalty taker. Yeah. Insigne... I mean, Let's that's not that's even they... talk about that. Yeah. I get
0: nervous just hearing the yeah. word Insigne and penalty in the same sentence. Yeah,
1: exactly. Then Ossiman, I don't think he's a good penalty taker. Then again, I mean, apparently he takes penalties for Nigeria. Right. But, I mean, to be honest, I don't I don't think he's the that kind of player. I mean, I, I, I want to be surprised, but I don't think that... He's the kind of player who can take penalties. He's very emotional. He's not very technically gifted. Yeah. Um, But I I thought Zelensky was the guy, actually. I thought so, too. But then again...
0: I mean, he missed Turner,
1: right? I mean, they were both absolutely appalling. Disastrous, Yeah, disastrous. Maybe, I don't know. Because I think Spalletti talked about it a little bit. He said... I mean, he left it to the players. He said, whatever the players want to do, then they're going to do. I think he said, it's easier if they decide. Which is something I really don't like. Because what if everyone wants to take a penalty and then you have like maybe someone... I mean, who's going to, I, I don't know, it sounds very confusing, I don't know.
0: And it shows a misunderstanding of what sort of elite level sport is about. Like, you don't want to be thinking about that stuff. The penalty is awarded. As a, as a footballer, you need to know, I'm taking the penalty or I'm not taking the penalty. And you could see that a bit with Ossiman when he, he, when he missed it against Liverpool, that there was too much going on, too much psychodrama. You just need the, the person that takes it. But the Rangers goalkeeper is like 40 years old as well. That so, is. like, the <laughs> idea can't can't beat, I think it's Alan McGregor, can't beat him twice is is appalling. Um, but luckily, Rangers were very accommodating. And again, the Celtic fans very much enjoyed that handball.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, Zelinski made it very easy for the keepers to save those penalties. Oh, yeah, absolutely. But then
0: cometh the hour cometh and I describe. I can't remember what I called him because we were it's interesting you were talking on previous episodes about when you get frustrated in a game and you say the worst things about the players and then and then after the game everything's fine And I think perhaps both of us were slightly guilty I described uh, Politano who actually I think had a brilliant game at one point as uh, the Romanista di merda which I think was was very unfair and I would like to publicly apologize to, to Politano for that
1: I don't think it's unfair he's a Romanista di merda but it's, he's our Romanista di merda si. so that's fine it's okay as long as he puts in these kind of performances he can, he can be as much of a Romano Bassardo as he wants I don't <laughs> mind I don't, really don't mind but, but he was brilliant he was brilliant he, obviously we didn't have Lozano today because he, was, he didn't even live with the team. And yeah, we really needed a performance like that from, from Politano. Because he's very inconsistent as a player. Both Politano and Lozano are very inconsistent. And today I think Lozano... You know, we don't have a clear starter between those two. And I think Politano today showed that he can... When he wants, he can be a starter. If he remains focused, yeah. if he's, if he becomes a little bit more, you know, the sharing kind of guy because sometimes he becomes becomes a little bit selfish yeah. when in the box.
0: And he was in the first five minutes he was like that, but then he started to look up. Yeah. I think I said to you, that's the first time he's looked up in his Napoli career. Again, that was unfair, Politano, I do apologize. But yeah, I I agree that it was more intelligent than we're used to. And I think stepping up to take a penalty when, you know, your team's missed two. Is pretty tough, and he actually he did a good job. He was good at tracking back as well. It was sort of Grinta, I thought, as a performance. Yeah. Um, and then things got fun, and then I, so I got in trouble in the pub for the for the Raspadori goal, which is beautiful little bit of play, and it was nice to see. Um, you know, it's the European night, and you sort of feel it when you're in a pub that these nights are often where most of the world watches your team. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it was really, really nice to see a goal that for me felt very Napoli um happen on that really sort of big stage. And I spilt half my pint on the floor and I did shout and I the thing I got most in trouble was for banging banging the wall. Oh uh, yeah? Yeah. The bouncer didn't like that. Oh, uh, yeah, well, I can see why. Uh I did I was doing a bit of singing. I was trying to get you weren't you know, understandably before the game you were very, very depressed. Um but yeah, I mean, that was great and I think Ndombele, you had some very amusing banter with a fellow Italian that had joined us about Ndombele, which sort of sums him up, that at the beginning you were saying, and I, I, my Italian's not quite good enough to understand everything you were saying, but it wasn't very complimentary. And then he did something good, and then you immediately changed to talking in great complimentary terms. And then he did something bad, and you went back to saying that he's the worst, and then the best, and the worst. And it really summed him up. And then he scored that incredible goal.
1: Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, that's the way I, I watch Navel games. I'm very rational. I'm not afraid to be that irrational. I'm not afraid to be wrong. I just... I, I in Italian you would say, I watch games with my belly, you know, it's nice. very I don't really use my brain too much when I watch Nabli, it doesn't really work. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, it was yeah, belly I think I think it's growing a little bit, you know, like you yeah. said like the first two or three games it was it was a liability. And yeah. now at least is not being like too bad, you know, he's not in the team anymore it's and, yeah. actually starting to show that he can be an asset so that's that's nice you know because we really really need I think I think Dombele can make or break this team because then again when, we're gonna play every three or four days mm. and you know that be, we wanna play with 4-3-3 because the 4-2-3-1 doesn't really it's not that effective we yet. tried it it doesn't work it's right. like a dog with clothes on so Fabian left we don't have we don't have real, you know, real backups in midfield. We have Gaetano, and who knows what, how good Gaetano is. Yeah, Elmas, he's had a bit of El a dodgy Mas, season. who knows what he wants to do in his life. Yeah, yeah,
0: or where he wants to play on the pitch, you yeah. know, bless so, him. And
1: Demme, and Demme is injured, and so, yeah, we really, really need Dombele to be good.
0: And he was, he played with confidence, and actually, fair play to him, because, as a lot of people said, he hasn't played particularly well, And you could go back into your shell, but he actually came on, he tried things. He was very proactive as a player, I thought. And he got the goal, uh, that third goal, which was immensely fun. And, you know, we won 3-0. And I think that's, we're in a decent
1: position, you know, six points. I think it's very, very rare. I I don't know the exact statistic, but I think... I don't know when's the last time we won the first two games. I don't think it's ever happened. It I remember I read today that last time know. we won two games in a row in general in Champions League was with Sarri. so yeah. And I, I, I mean, we had some good Champions League groups, but you know, like being first in a and we are in the third pot mm. in the draw, so you know we are supposed to be the third best team in the in the in the group, and we are first with six with six points and you know a very good goal difference you know it's 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 amazing I mean, it's...
0: and three of those points are against liverpool i mean liverpool yeah. are going to get better and you know they they beat um they beat ajax uh, yesterday so yeah absolutely and i think again you know before we wrap things up and we need to talk about the tombola i forgot to ask you at the beginning but um you know that first half in the past could have led to it's 0-0 nil, nil, and there's 85 minutes and Rangers sneak a goal on the break. One of the players, a Napoli player gets sent off for, you know, descent and a stupid foul. But that didn't happen. Again, we kept our focus and you have to give Spalletti some credit there for whatever he said at half-time and we just kept going. So, you know, these sort of green shoots of promise in terms of mentality seem to be continuing. And, you know, it's just great, the Champions League, isn't it? Just to be playing well and winning in the Champions
1: League just feels good, doesn't it? Yeah, it's amazing, honestly. I think, yeah, as you said, playing well, you know, on the European stage, it's it's amazing because you know that you're being watched mm. and you're actually, you know, performing at your best and, you know, you feel proud of it, you know? Like, it's... I remember, I still do it, but at the beginning, you know, like 10 years ago or, like, seven, eight years ago, when we started playing in Champions League for the first time, first few seasons in Champions League, I remember every time we won a game, I used to watch uh, the highlights in all languages, like Napoli, like as many languages as possible, because I felt so proud of like, wow, all these countries are actually watching Napoli and they're seeing how good we were, and you know, I felt immensely proud of it, and And still today... And weirdly, like
0: watching it in the pub, it kind of augmented that feeling, didn't it? Because actually, you had all these people in the pub yeah, that they were just
1: live, yeah. Yeah,
0: they were Celtic fans, so they had no real reason. I mean, obviously, they don't like Rangers, so yeah. No, it was great. And um, so,
1: this is episode nineteen. What's number nineteen in the tombola? Well, the number nineteen is the laugh, risata. So very, very appropriate, I would say, for today, at least for the result, because obviously, I mean. We haven't been able to... I, personally, I haven't been able to laugh too much today because, again, at, until the last moment, I was thinking, "Oh, know, maybe I should go to the stadium, maybe I shouldn't. Mm-hmm. I was kind of debating whether to go or not with myself because, again, I, I like to see new stadiums. I like to see... And...
0: and Ibrox, for whatever you think about Rangers, is a cathedral of football, you know. It's a, it's a historic stadium, you know. So, yeah, I agree. It would have been nice to
1: go, but... It felt good at full time, didn't it? Yeah, and I felt good. It didn't feel right to go to the stadium. To mm. be honest, it didn't feel fully right. I didn't. I couldn't figure myself. Just imagine going there, sitting in the stand silently. We scored three goals. Yeah, I'm happy, but I don't know. Like I don't like watching games silently. I don't like thinking about restraining myself when I'm watching Napoli in good and bad times. Yeah. Because when Napoli plays well, I want to celebrate, and when Napoli doesn't play well, I want to. I want to, let's say, criticize the team, let's say that. Yeah. Romanisti di merda. Sorry, Politano, sorry. Um, yeah, no,
0: I, I agree. And um, so, have you got a Neapolitan expression of the week? It's very late here in Glasgow, so is your, is your brain still working enough to, uh, to give us a, a Neapolitan expression of the week?
1: I have a them phrase of the week. It's mostly about luck. And it's about uh death. Let's say that I've been in Scotland for um well, a couple of days now. And everywhere I go, everything is closed because obviously <laughs> the Queen died. And uh, I don't wanna I don't wanna I mean, you know, it's still a serious topic. I don't wanna I don't wanna say I don't care. Of course. And I don't wanna put my priorities in front of obviously what happened here because it's, I mean, for some people it's very serious. Some yeah. people don't care. and For some people it's very serious. For Rangers fans it was apparently... Uh, the most important thing that's yeah, ever was, happened in the history was, of the world. It was very, very serious. So uh, I've been, again, like the, it's been a, a constant reminder you know, every, everywhere I go, I want to go to the stadium, I can't because the Queen died. I want to go to a museum, I can't because... I want to cross a road and I can't because the Queen died. Because <laughs> they and, closed the road. Yeah, and the you queen.
0: landed at half an hour before the Queen's remains arrived at the airport. So, you know, she's yeah, been following you around.
1: Yeah, it was kind of... You know, I actually wanted to see the, the, the car, you know, with the Queen, but I missed yeah. it by 30 seconds and that's fine. I don't mind. I don't care. Yeah. But Edinburgh was literally cut in half because of the you know, the the car going to the airport and I, I had to wait two hours. I, I still I mean I was in but just for like half a day mm. and for a couple of hours I couldn't cross a road because obviously I had to wait for the queen to pass. And sure. that was frustrating to say the least, because obviously a lot of my plans were disrupted by yeah. this tragic event. Yeah. And yeah. So I have this phrase of the week which is kind of I don't know. I mean, maybe I shouldn't say it. I'm not sure. But uh, if if this all
0: gets beeped out, listeners, you'll know that. No, no, it's not. It's
1: not an. It's not an insult. It's not. It's not. Maybe slightly inappropriate, but obviously, again, it's not. She was not my queen. I didn't have any. You know, I've been. I, I lived in the UK for a long time, but obviously, I don't have any strong feelings about the royal family, mm. so I really don't... I I'm can, keeping we, my lips
0: sealed about the royal family, because I'm trying to stay neutral. So yeah, I I mean, I'm we, gonna... can,
1: we can say that I don't really care about events surrounding the royal family, let's say that. So the phrase of the week, the Neapolitan phrase of the week is <laughs> which means crying for a dead person is just wasted time <laughs> I mean, oh my god <laughs> again i didn't make it up this is a natural avoidant phrase an avoidant saying and you know like metaphorically speaking i mean you can apply it to this situation because that's kind of how i felt the whole you know the whole time i've been here i was like come on do we really have to postpone a game Explain everything. everything yeah.
0: operations, exams, all sorts of things that happen. You know, and Even I, funerals. I, You're not allowed to have funerals on, on Monday anyway.
1: Yeah, and it was, I mean, again, I want to understand that what happened was quite serious, but I couldn't help but feel that, you know, everything that happened around it was kind of unnecessary. You know, it's, and it's, I don't want to put my my priorities and my life in front of it, but... How fair is it that they told a lot like 700 Napoli fans that they couldn't attend the game only 48 hours before the game was supposed to take place so Mm. and they refunded partially. They partially refunded the tickets because we don't get the booking fee back. No, we We didn't get the six euros of the booking fee. Yeah, and we did get that. And obviously, my for example, my father was supposed to come. He didn't come, so he. I'm so
0: gutted that I
1: didn't get to meet your dad. Yeah, that would have been great fun. He lost a lot of money for the flights and at least, fortunately, we didn't lose any money for the accommodation because you were kind enough. To be our host and that's true yeah, yeah yeah you were kind enough to do that so we didn't waste any money there and you leave me a review on trip i again. will consider it yes i will definitely consider it <laughs> and uh, i will i will i mean i took the opportunity to make a trip out of it but then again it was extremely unfair and that's why we found it hilarious that rangers fans are asking us to beg UEFA to let them come to Napoli. When, when
0: they didn't make that, it's good actually we're going to finish on this because actually they didn't make that effort themselves. So it's it's beyond absurd to then ask, I mean it's, it's you know, and I know that a lot of Rangers fans were, were very pissed off by it as well and, you know, I've been in touch with some and they've been quite fun but that was a bit ridiculous, that letter. Come on, come on folks. It was and i
1: I'm, you know, I'm thinking, I'm, I've been in touch with a lot of Rangers fans asking for Home tickets for this Napoli Rangers game. I do think that they're gonna apply some kind of restriction because I really don't see hundreds of Rangers fans sitting among Napoli fans. And not because we are rivals or we hate Rangers fans. I don't think. I don't think as a whole, Napoli's fan base has any feeling mm. at all about Rangers fans. To be honest, we have we never haven't had the chance to meet. Rangers fans too much I think it's the first game I guess there was something yeah. like that so.
0: but I don't think this is going to help you know yeah. And that was
1: one of my other problems with what Rangers chose to do I
0: thought that actually that's that's going to b- brew some resentment I think between yeah. the fan base but yeah sorry Rangers fans who wrote that letter we're not well I'm not going to get behind that and I think Michele you aren't either so it's very late here so it's time for us to go to bed um, separate separate rooms um, officially Officially yeah I, uh, But it's been great To have you here Michele And I hope this isn't Our last ever Both together podcast um, If you would like to Find more out About our weird brains uh, You can find me On uh, At Henry Bell Culture On Twitter Michele you're At Napoli Tickets right That's right Excellent And our podcast Is at Shadow of Vesuvio Please do follow us If you have a question for us, drop us a DM and we can, we can, we're going to get back into the habit of playing your questions live. It's just been a bit weird the past couple of weeks with things. And this podcast is part of the Far From Vesuvius network at Far From Vesuvius. Thank you very much for listening. We've had a really fun night in Glasgow despite everything. That feels very Napoli to me. So, forza Napoli
1: sempre.